0: So here's the question: How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance? Wow, we stand out in the crowd. That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are IAs. Hello, and welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast podcast. This is your host and your guide, Chris Stanley. Today on the podcast, we're going to be interviewing 20-year veteran appraiser and master, Sean Parsons. Sean is of Rapid Appraisal Services out of Houston, Texas, and he is the everyday man. Now, as you listen to what Sean's saying, you're going to hear that he's not the everyday man in the sense that he's the same as everybody else. But he's saying he doesn't have any unique advantages. But I think as you listen, if you can pull out the things he's saying, if you can pull out the principles of what he's talking about, if you can hear and learn from him the things that make has made him successful, then you are going to have a distinct advantage over most people. Because Sean has done it and done it successfully for over 20 years, there's a lot to take away from this interview. Today's episode is brought to you by AutoForms.co. Do you still fill out total loss forms manually? You can save 15 minutes each form by filling out your CCC, AutoSource, and Mitchell total loss forms instantly with AutoForms.co. For being a podcast listener, you can save twenty five percent off your monthly plan by using the coupon code "podcast" at sign up. Visit autoforms.co. Now it's time to call and it's time to talk with Sean Parsons. This is Sean. Hey, Sean, welcome to the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning, Chris. How's the weather out there in uh, lovely Houston?
1: Uh, It's cool and sunny today. It's beautiful.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So (laughs) as we get started, before people get too anxious or, or start thinking that maybe they don't want to listen to this interview, why should anyone, why should any IA, any future upcoming IA or existing IA care to hear about... Sean Port, Sean Parsons and your IA story
1: well uh, in my personal opinion of myself I'm the uh you know the everyday man uh, I don't have any special uh you know formalized training in this field I've just kind of got started got my feet into it and uh, throughout the years I've picked up knowledge here and there and uh, uh I feel that I've I've made myself successful with this so it's a wonderful industry and uh i think anybody can do it if they're determined and you know they have the drive behind them to uh explore it further
0: awesome so when you say you're the everyman by everyman do you mean that you're you're macgyver or do you mean you're more like chris stanley which (laughs) didn't even change his own oil before he started being an ia which end of the spectrum were you on
1: uh, I, I have a little knowledge in, in automobiles. I mean, I can change my own oil and stuff like that, but as far as the auto body industry and the insurance industry, uh, I just kind of fell into this industry, uh, you know, out of, out of the circumstances that I was presented with, it wasn't something that I dreamt about as a child and tried to get as much knowledge as I could, uh, you know, regarding this industry. Uh, so, uh, from my perspective, it's something that, uh, you know, I don't feel that I was you know designed to be in this industry, but now that I'm in it, I'm happy I'm here. it's It's a wonderful place.
0: That's awesome. And I don't know many people that dreamed of becoming anything insurance or anything <laughs> auto body related. but so how then, if it's not something you dreamed about and most of us didn't, how how did you get started as an IA, how did you enter into this kind of unknown side of the industry and of the insurance business?
1: I was around, I think, eighteen, nineteen, somewhere around there, and uh, uh, my best friend in high school, his father owned uh, the uh, a local branch uh, of a nationwide uh, franchise of auto appraisers uh, in Houston, and he needed some help with his uh, light admin work and uh, accounts receivable and things of that nature, and I kind of got into his office helping him in that capacity. And then just being in an office full of appraisers, you know, learning the lingo and what and what they're doing day in, day out, I uh, just kind of picked up little pieces of knowledge from each one of them. And eventually I had enough that I could go out and start, you know, looking at some cars myself. Uh, of course, with their help back at the office to help me complete an estimate, but at least enough to get out and get comfortable with looking at cars in the field and talking to adjusters and dealing with, you know, uh, the vehicle owners after a loss and stuff like that. So, just kind of fell into it. It really, <laughs> like I said, it wasn't something I planned, but uh, it worked out great.
0: So, through your um experience on the, the admin side, I, I know you and other people, you know, don't kind of know the quality of your product, but it is to me mm-hmm. outstanding. Do you think that that doing the admin first, because of a lot of us IAs, we never we never learned to do admin properly or accounts receivable properly. Do you think that kind of set you up for success to actually build a company versus just be an IA?
1: I, I think so. And the reason being for that, because we had a whole office full of appraisers, you got to see where there was a little error here and an error here and what the adjusters wanted corrected. Uh, so I kind of got to screen all the output that was going out for little details and, Uh, When I write my own files now, I'm I'm mindful of those little things, you know, correct punctuation and grammar and little things like that that you wouldn't think are part of an estimate. I try to keep track of those things, the little details, you know, that kind of uh, sweeten the estimate, so to speak, when the adjuster gets it. It's a nice, professional, complete package, and it looks like someone put a lot of thought and time into it.
0: So wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me? And this is for me personally. And this is this is not a knock on anybody because I do this horribly. <laughs> I shouldn't leave caps locks on in my appraiser's. Uh,
1: <laughs> it's it's easy to do, and I'm I'm guilty of that from time to time. But I try to go in if I have the time and write like you would a little letter. The uh, the notes or something that a, an adjuster is going to read. Uh, proofread it. I mean, make sure that it's, it's making sense because, uh, someone that has no knowledge of this car has never seen it in person. They're relying on not only your estimate and your photos, but also your notes and your, your summary and your overview. Uh, so it's, it's nice that it's well put together because I think that's a big part of it as well.
0: So one thing that, um, and I agree wholeheartedly and, I joke around about that, and I am horrible about caps lock. Everybody who (laughs) ever gets an email from me can nod yes. But um, do you think, like, you know, you're talking about the complete package. And to me, what I tell the students, you know, of iPath is that, you know, it's all important. But ultimately, if you don't document, and this is just kind of going into your philosophy, if you don't document properly with your photos they don't care what your notes say. If you're not proving that that quarter panel needs replaced, they don't care that your your note says you need to replace this quarter panel because you haven't justified it with photos. To you, does it kind of start with the photos, and then from there you can build that complete package? Or, or what are your thoughts kind of on, on that?
1: Well, the photos are key. Uh, and the way that, that I teach the appraisers that I work with and uh, the kind of uh, the mantra that I follow with all the work that we do, you should be able to, a stranger should be able to look at your photos. And if they have the knowledge with the software, write an entire estimate just based off what your photos provide. They should be that concise. They should have all the information, then mileage options, all the available angles, measurements, etc. cetera. Uh, so if you have excellent photos, anybody should be able to, you know, write the estimate or verify the estimate that you have written through those photos. So that's something that's, it's lacking because I've seen other estimates, uh, you know, written by other appraisers and the photos that either don't take enough or they're too close or they're blurry or something and kind of proofing those out in the field when you're looking at the car and make sure that you're getting good photos and, and, you know, good angles and, and things like that. And the lighting is correct. It could save you a lot of headache later because, uh, I've, you know, I've forgotten to write down a VIN. And then I'm like thinking in my mind, well, I've got it in the photos. And then I get back to the office, look at the photo, and it's blurry. I, I can't read the VIN. I forgot to write it down. And you know now you have to reach out to the owner again to either schedule another appointment or have them do the photo, which never bodes well to the insurance company having the uh, the vehicle owners doing the job that you were you know assigned to do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it does it. So um, I've heard it put this way, and I think you are one of the best that I've ever seen do it by seeing your finished product is the The insurance company isn't just hiring us to write an estimate. And this came from USAA Insurance, uh, a PDS, and he said, um, <clears throat> "You know, we're not just hiring you to write an estimate. We're hiring you to tell us a story. And your photos, your appraisal summary, your estimate, you know, your upload, everything should tell us the story that we should not have to reach out to you or the insured about the damages anymore. That that story is told front to back." And that's our job as appraisers.
1: I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And uh, you're, you know, you wear many hats when you're out there. You're uh, a a photographer, uh, someone that you're even uh, offering, you know, uh, peace of mind to somebody that's very upset. Some of these people, they've lost their vehicle or uh, possibly worse in some of these accidents and they have a lot on their mind and you kind of have to, you know, set them at ease and and kind of walk them through the process as well, because you're the face of this entire process. They don't get to see the adjuster on the other end of the phone. Uh, They see you show up when you pull up in in the driveway, you know? So uh, the burden kind of falls on you. So you gotta, you know, (laughs) take each one case by case. So.
0: I, I, I want to zero in on that a little bit of, you know, we do wear many, many, many hats. And so, because we wear so many hats, you know, there are things that you as a successful IA, um, that characteristics that really make you successful. But what do you believe is maybe the one characteristic about Sean Parsons that has helped you be successful?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess there's, there's many facets to that, but one, one of the, the key ones, uh, uh, persistence, I think, is, is a good one, or patience. Uh, because it's, it's an interesting industry, uh, especially where it has been for me, at least, uh, that it's not fully consistent all the time. And you know that uh, doing any kind of catastrophe work, uh, you kind of, kind of ride it out, you know, with the ups and downs. And if you're the mindset, or if you have the mindset that you give up easily, or you're discouraged easily, uh, it's going to be a tough one for you because there's, there's a lot of these, the, you know, peaks and valleys and just being diligent and and focused and continue doing what you do and perfecting your product you can be successful with this and it gets easier over time once you've learned how to navigate all those uh you know the kind of ups and downs and little speed bumps along the way
0: i like that i like that persistence being the key because you know if, if we come at it and we think we have to be like you said you know something other than the every man you know that I'm supposed to know something special or have the inside loop where I was bred to be in the body shop industry like Mm -hmm. this is something that I was designed for we think we have to have that but no ultimately what you have to have is like you said the persistence to be able to then breed yourself to train yourself to push through and have I love that so uh, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly so with that persistence obviously During persistent, the times when we have to be persistent, those are the greatest challenges. So what has the greatest challenge been for you across the span of your career so far as an IA?
1: Hmm, That's an interesting question. Uh, Well, it's, it's something that we've conquered as of right now, but it used to be managing everything. That used to be the toughest thing for us, and we had a lot of problems with that. Uh, actually lost some clients over that. Uh, but keeping things streamlined and organized, uh, with some type of management software, uh, that, that kind of saved us from the fire, so to speak. Uh, because this is one of those industries where, where things get active, you have to keep everybody informed. And as soon as you start dropping things and forgetting to follow up or something like that, everything falls apart rapidly and, and you can find yourself losing customers and, and, uh, paying for rentals or something odd like that, that you were not expecting because you forgot to follow up on something. Uh, and that was something that took us years and years and years to find the right software and get everything kind of working with some synergy. Uh, and then it's gotten much better since then, but we had a lot of, you know, uh, <laughs> detours and stuff off the, the road to success with not being able to keep things organized. And that's something that, I think somebody should get into right away if you have a, a decent volume of claims so you can keep track of everything and, you know, stay focused much easier.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is extremely valuable to know your process, to know how you're going to do that. So what is what is the kind of um, a tool or a process that you've used um, for organization that has helped you, you know, stay on track or, or that has really made the difference for you?
1: Uh, we are currently using Claim Leader, uh, which is an online uh, claims management software, and it's accessible to all of our appraisers, and it helps keep everything in one central hub. And uh, that's key between, you know, uh, the office or myself keeping in touch with the appraisers, getting updates, sending updates to the uh, adjusters. Uh, it just keeps everything focused and you can kind of look at a glance and see if there's a problem, if the supplement count is getting too high or uh, you can look at some of your metrics and stuff like that regarding uh, how much uh, the severity is on your claims on average or what type of parts you're using, things like that. So there's a lot of functionality to that and it's it's, it's helped us tremendously. So uh, can't thank them enough for that product.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. I think Andre and his team did do a great job. Uh, on that one. And um, it is something that once you get past, you know, being just yourself, that is something you may want to consider as an IA, is something like Claim Leader or Claim Leader itself is, you know, a way to keep it organized and to start thinking, even as you start just as yourself, how should I be keeping this organized? Because we work for, you know, up to five companies and maybe six, seven, eight companies at times. And to try to keep track of all their portals in one spot to me was always a big deal as well. So, sure. Through those challenges that you've overcome, what has been the most rewarding part of being an IA across the years?
1: Well, especially this, this past year, uh, with all the, the hurricane activity we had here in the Houston area, is helping the community or helping people. Uh, we had a lot of destruction here, and the people kind of lost everything. And to help them through this uh this claim process that we, that we, you know, work in to get a little piece of themselves back, you know, we'll help you with the car. We'll help you with the, you know, some property damage or whatever it may be. Uh, they're looking for someone in in that time of need and we get to fill that and, you know, provide them, uh, with relief. It's like, Hey, we've got this now we're handling it. You're in good hands, so to speak. Uh, hate to steal a a slogan, but, uh, you know, to put them back where they were before the loss—that's the whole, the whole uh, meaning of the game, so to speak. And it's it's rewarding in in some sense that that you get to help people, and you know, you get to go out and shake their hand, you know, see what they've been through, and then help make it better. Love uh, that. I find that very very rewarding.
0: So, <clears throat> I love uh, the piece that it because ultimately uh like you said do a disaster it becomes really apparent what we do right a lot of times we get lost in the oh we're looking at a rear bumper you know bumper to bumper little impact just a rear bumper cover or something and we don't realize the disruption that these claims cause in the insured's life we think it causes us a disruption by having to go out <clears throat> and look at it but man if you really step back and think about even just a normal collision that's that's traumatic for owners every time we see it six times a day but they might see it only once or twice in their life, you know. Exactly. And I think that perspective of man, we're here to help restore them. You know, uh, Caliber Collision has you know restoring the rhythm of their life is their slogan. Allstate has you're in good hands with Allstate. You know, all these great slogans they come from somewhere. It's the the, the concept that the the owner is disrupted, and all these people that are associated, whether it's the insurance company, the IA, or the repair facility, they're all there to help get them back on their feet. So, you know, it is a really rewarding part of the job, and I, I agree with that. Well, and there's usually
1: one person that shows up at their front door uh, in person, and that's usually us.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, you, so you know. do it right. Do it right the first time. <laughs> exactly. uh, no pressure. So – Sean, you've been successful, you've had hard times, you've had good times, you've been rewarded with people. But if you could look back, how long has it been uh, that you've been in IA now? How many years? 20,
1: 21 years.
0: Wow, 21 years. Yeah. So if you could go back 21 years to your former pre-IA self, before you even walked in the building as an accounts receivable person, if you could go in and stop yourself and look in your eyes and say... Sean, you're about to embark on this crazy journey, but I got to tell you just one thing that'll save you so much trouble. What would it be?
1: Hmm. Interesting. I gotta think about that one for a while. That's that, that's a
0: <laughs>
1: that's a, a puzzle. I tell myself a lot of things uh, regarding the work, um Probably I would. It would be something along the lines of of the persistence that I spoke of earlier, because there had been a lot of times early on that I decided that uh, maybe this wasn't for me, and I started looking for other options or other companies. And then you know something changed, and, and the business kind of picked back up again, and it kind of you know kept me focused. But there was a lot of times that I I'd, I'd, had considered quitting, uh, but it's the persistence kind of pulls you through and. If I could tell myself that back then, I think it would have been a lot easier that you know that there's, uh, you know, better days ahead and just kind of stick to it uh, versus, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, calling it quits.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that bodes true for a lot of us. And so, you know, you might not be able to go back to your younger self uh, 21 years ago, but I think you're going back for people who are listening and you're you're getting in front of them now and saying, hey. You know, be persistent. You know, this is not easy by any stretch, but it's rewarding. There is, if you Definitely. have endurance, it's so you're you're doing that now, and I think that that is for people who are listening. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. So. Sean, you're, you're awesome. I, 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 I can't say it enough. <laughs> Your you. in product just blows my mind. When I see it, I'm like, man, I've been letting people down for years because Sean Parsons <laughs> is blowing me out of the water. This is awesome. And I really you know appreciate you taking the time to share, but if somebody wants to get in contact with you, if they need coverage in Houston, or maybe they want to connect with you and work for you in the Houston or surrounding uh, Texas area, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, phone is the easiest, uh, they can reach me, uh, on our office line at 877-754-1232 and I'm at extension three, uh, or they can go to our website. It has a link for, uh, contacting us via email. Uh, the website is R-A-S-O-F-Houston.com. That's of houstoncom
0: and that's rapid appraisal services. Is that that's what that represents? That,
1: that's, that's the RAS, correct.
0: All right. So check out Sean at RASofHouston.com or give him a call. And uh, Sean, once again, thank you so much for being on the Independent Adjuster Podcast and sharing your story and your journey because not every path is the same. And I think it's important that we hear each other's path to see that, hey, my path might be a little bit different. But there's some similarities here. You know, it's the persistence. It's the hard times, it's the good times, and so I appreciate you sharing with us today.
1: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it.
0: All right, Sean. Thanks. All right. Bye. Take the next steps on your path to becoming an IA. Visit IAPath.com steps to get your free guide with the first five steps to becoming an independent adjuster. Visit IAPath.com steps. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. With this certification,